We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders both past and present. Is the Ladies' Guide to Jude Cinema. My name is Alex J, and with me is my gorgeous co-host, Beck Chowers. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please head to patreon.com slash the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema. This week, we are speaking to very good friend and comedian, Seren Jayamane, who happened to have... A bit of a fucking speaking role in Marvel's new Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, so he gives us all the behind-the-scenes gossip. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. He met and spoke to our, some of the leading roles. Mm-hmm. We get a behind-the-scenes of where everything was shot, the what catering. The audition process was like. It's so much fun. It's such a good chat. So head on over to 7 bucks a month. You can grab that episode and all... All of our back catalogue. Yes. Uh, Alexia, how are you this week? I am well, thank you. This week's been a a bit of a touch and go with the old health congestion of sinuses there, but I seem to have broken through on the other side today and... I no longer need 20 boxes of tissues around me. So it's very exciting. Thank you. Oh, Thank you so much. Does, it's a pleasure to have you back. Support. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my love? I'm good. Look, I'm slowly recovering from the festival incident. Um, if you oh, want to hear yeah, about. <laughs> speaking of Patreon. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear about what happened there, head over to the Patreon. It's a long story that I won't bore you with. It is rough, but. It's, it's very, it's an intriguing tale. Yeah. Yeah, we've decided to sit down and do a long meditation about it today yeah. and finally <laughs> rid it from my body. So that is how I am feeling is okay. it's time to let it go. All right. Well, that's, that's nice. D- does that feel freeing? Does that feel relieving? I, I hope it will. I yeah, really I hope, hope it will because so I'm, I'm done with it living in my fucking brain. <laughs> I'll take it from you. It can live in my brain uh, and I'll just get mad you. at everyone for you. Don't. <laughs> well, look. I also have a big question to ask you. Of course. What have you freaking watched this week? Oh, my goodness. So I have watched, I binge watched an entire series of something in one day, which I'm so excited for. I haven't done that in oh, so long. Oh, hell yes. And I loved it. And it's called A White Lotus. <gasps> oh, hell yes. Yeah. So and I'm a bit, oh, a bit behind the times on that one. I know everyone went for that about six months ago. Everyone was talking about it. But I like to take my time with these six and jump You're in. You're a busy lady. Done talking about it and bring yeah. <laughs> it up again. <laughs> Wait till all the think pieces have settled yeah. down and then you're like, I'll have my own opinions. Finally got around to it and I fucking loved it. Ah. I know. We have we we mentioned this very briefly previously to recording. You weren't as much of a fan, is that correct, my love? No, but that's because I have a bad attention span and it was just hey. like it was a slow pace. So it's me. It's me. It's not White Lotus. <laughs> No, look, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a slow pace. I didn't actually think of that. I guess mm, like, I'm just I just slowly like building like over hours and hours. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't just do it's, it. It was a strange way that they did it because they set the whole series up that it's going to be there's a murder. Like the first thing you see learn is there's a murder, and then they backtrack. Mm. So, or there's a dead body at least, and so. Yeah. You do it's 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 a weird tone set because you do kind of spend the whole thing being like, is this gonna turn into a murder mystery? And then it's spoilers. It's not yeah. a murder mystery. Like so it was a weird tone to set up because you're kind of like waiting for the big thing to happen. And it yeah. doesn't really. But um I just loved it. I loved all of the actors, I loved all of the weird storylines. I just thought it was such just a fun time. It was like that weird dark comedy and it was just a perfect like just for that that day that I had nothing on and just wanted to just zone out it was I can't recommend White Lotus enough for that because it's only like six episodes you bang through it yeah Um, yeah I loved it hell yeah I was surprised you have it because I will often watch something in a day Mm -hmm. and this is why I know I can never be a serial killer because the key to being a serial killer is you do one and then you take a break you for wait. six months. You wait. That's yep. true. That's true. And then they're like, 
oh, it's not a serial killer. Don't even worry about it. And you're yeah. like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, I got, got a him. plan. We got him. Yeah. Got if him. I'm, kill- I'm, kill- I'm killing everyone in a day. I'm getting it done. <laughs> you're I'm going not waiting. On, on what they call a spree, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good to know our MOs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, good to know that I can go on a spree if the time calls for it. But yes. normally, yes, I am a bit more methodical and Zodiac style, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and watch Zodiac. I don't know what his MO is. But anyway, what have you watched this week, brother? What do you recommend? Okay. I have two recommendations. The first one is like super meta. So okay. a while ago... Oh, I don't know if I've recommended this. I think a while ago I recommended the podcast, The Big Hit Show, because they do, uh, it might've been on the Patreon actually, do Mm. a deep dive on Twilight and how it was such a big pop culture phenomenon. Then the next season they did Kendrick Lamar's album, To Pimp a Butterfly, which was amazing. This season they are doing Fight Club. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. And it's... uh, Amazing. It's fantastic. It's like, I wait, know so they do a whole season on one movie? Yeah, yeah. So it's huh. not them, they're like reviewing the movie, mm. it's them zooming it and reviewing the impact it had on society around it. Oh, um, it's so good. Yeah, different interpretations and opinions of it. Like, particularly, a really big focus of it is on the idea of masculinity and how it's portrayed and what it actually means and everything. And it's really like, it's really meaty and like nutritious is how I would describe it. Because I'll hear one opinion and I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. I think I agree with that. And then I'll hear the next opinion and I'm (gasps) like, oh, I never thought about it that way. So (gasps) it's just like, it's really stimulating. It's so stimulating. Yeah, I feel like I am becoming the dude that we... (laughs) have so scrutinized over the years (laughs) yeah so that is my recommendation they're also releasing episodes weekly which is cool to have something to look forward to as well if you like that hell yeah yes my other recommendation is kind of also one of the many reasons we're doing the podcast this week is i rewatched one of my all-time favorite movies showgirls ah yes yes (laughs) yes Oh, I forgot about the delightful <laughs> experience that is the movie Showgirls. <sighs> oh, a fever dream of a film. It's coming back. I'm seeing it. It's replaying in my head, that fever dream. Yeah. 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 It's that, particularly that pool scene is. The pool. Oh. All right. So if anyone's not on our Patreon, we did an episode on Showgirls probably about a year ago now, and it's still, it's still with us. And there is, if you haven't seen Showgirls, please do and just go directly to the pool sex scene. Mm. It will change your life. So what happened was I was watching it, loving it, having a great time. I'm making (laughs) Skip watch it because I'm, again, I've become the dude. You've become become the dude. The thing. Yeah. And so have I. My God. I made Luke sit down and watch a bunch of YouTube videos last night and I was the DJ and no one else was allowed to be. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. That's mm. We should change the podcast to the lady dude's guide to cinema. I think that's <laughs> where we're at now. The lady dudes. <laughs> um, so I was watching it mm. and I've watched it so many times. Mm. I did not think there were any more surprises for me. Yeah. So the film ends and the credits start playing and the name comes up that I've been seeing a lot recently. Huh. And that name is Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven? Yeah. Showgirls? And I was like, what the fuck? This changes everything. It really does, doesn't it? I, I all of a sudden it was felt like I'd like been whipped around and I was like immediately in a chair looking at data and screens running down and be like, <laughs> what does this all mean? Wait, hold on a second. I didn't see the numbers were wrong. The numbers were wrong. You and had then, to carry the two. Oh my God. And somehow you've become very rich and you have some kind of a technological layer and you've just got the big screens that are touch screen and you're moving shit around. Like that's how fucking deep this goes. Yeah, an assistant runs in and they're like, sorry, Miss Chalwood, I was wondering, I was like, I don't have time for this. Are you fucking get the fuck out of here. Burn the files, burn them all. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I 
was Shooketh because mm. I thought that Showgirls was a movie done by just some random person yeah. who was given too much money and that's why it was a disaster. Knowing that's that it the was vibe I remember from it. Like it was a fucking student film or something, or someone's yeah. first go in filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. And so knowing that it was like an accomplished, successful film director who made it and then went on to make successful movies yeah. afterwards had me quite shooketh. Yeah, this is the, the – Showgirls is the meat in a successful career sandwich mm. and it's a weird it's meat. It's it off. stinks. <laughs> Definitely. You do not – you have not put that in the fridge at all. That's just been sitting yeah. out of – It's dry. Why is yeah. it dry? It's salmonella. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> so immediately then I need to do a deep dive. So I started watching a documentary. I think it's on – it's one of the streaming services. It's called You Don't Know Me. Mm-hmm. Know Me spelt. N-O-M-I, after the titular character, Nomi, oh, Showgirls. Fun. That's fun. <laughs> and it started just laying it out of like how this movie came to be and how Paul Verhoeven and, oh, what was the writer's name? Because he has the same writer for oh. Joe, 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 Joe. Has, how did this get made? Ever done Showgirls? Surely. Uh, no, they haven't. Oh. Yeah. Interestingly enough, and I wait for them to, and I think they definitely probably have a reason for it. Mm. And I would like to know why. I would like to um, know. Yeah. So, uh, oh, the writer is Joe Esterhaz, mm-hmm. or Esterhaz, who also wrote um, Flashdance. What? Yes. <laughs> the guy who wrote Showgirls wrote Flashdance. Yes, he loves to watch a woman dance. He loves to watch him ride around. Oh my goodness! Okay, so I was I was like, oh my goodness! And so also allegedly, as all this is just gossip before we get into the actual movie, mm. is the reason that Showgirls didn't work out so well is because Joe and Paul were having massive fights on set about creative direction and writing and stuff. Okay. So that's why it's a little bit of a bit of a salad. It's a fucking salad and nah. a half. <laughs> Creative differences. Like, no, I, I want her to look like she's being killed in the pool while she's having sex. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want her to be. More oil, people. less <laughs> oil. More pussy shots, less pussy shots. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, before mm. we get into the movie, I just want to do one quick little nice people say nice things shout out. Yes. Um, this is from Allison on Patreon. So when we did Fatal Attraction a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I had seen the final shot of her being shot in the bathtub mm. on in a movie where someone's watching it in a movie. I thought it was Scream, but then Allison, my light, my angel on earth. Oh, my God. We've messaged. had third-party research. This is amazing. Yes. <gasps> Said, not sure if this was what you were thinking of, Alex, but in Bridget Jones's diary, she watches Fatal Attraction on TV and it shows the final scene of Glenn Close getting shot. And that is exactly what I was thinking of. Oh Bridget my God. Jones's diary. You know what's crazy? That's mm. not the only person who messaged us. <gasps> really? My beautiful friend Jade from high school oh, Jade. messaged me. Oh, t- two researchers, two researchers <gasps> on the case. So. Jay messaged me saying, just listening to Fatal Attraction episode, the movie Alexia definitely saw the shooting scene was Bridget Joseph's diary just after the Christmas party when she sat about her life and about to lip sync all by myself. All by myself, yes. Yes. It's in the sad lady montage in Bridget yes. Joseph's diary. <laughs> so thank you, Jay. Thank you, Alison. Uh, you guys are amazing. And thank you for doing the research that I couldn't be bothered to do. <laughs> I love that we sparked people in their cars or on their way to work yes. or wherever. Just be like, it's Bridget Jones! Bridget Jones, you fucking idiot. So thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. We have the best goddamn oh, listeners. We, do. we have the best fucking listeners. Thank um, you, guys. All right, well, shall we talk about the movie, though, that has brought us here today? Yes. So in the lieu of one finding piece out- of the bread in the Paul Verhoeven career sandwich. Yeah. So he's sneaking into everything. And so we thought, look, he's clearly trying to get to us. He's psychologically reaching out. Absolutely. And he, it's time. It's time, it's time to do listen. Starship Troopers. We have been, I think, triple requested. Yeah. This one. This one, I, I've only got 
written down two of them. So apologies to the third person. I think there was one in the wild as well. In the wild. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this was requested by Shayla on email. She says she was talking to her boyfriend of eight years about the podcast. Thanks, Shayla. And he reminded her of their first date when he they watched his favorite movie, Starship Troopers. And then also Robert on Facebook writes, Hi guys, I just listened to Lay's episode. Awesome, so cool to hear you like Total Recall so much. It's one of my all-time faves. I'm sure you probably have this one on the list already, but another film by the same director I think you'd enjoy is Starship Troopers. Now, I hadn't read this before watching the movie, so this does answer some of my questions that I had throughout the movie. But he says it does a similar thing where it's this kind of multi-layered satire with all these themes about the media and society and stuff, but disguised as really dumb schlock with space monsters. It's also pretty progressive. The effects hold up well, and it's really colorful and fun. So that's Robert. Okay. Okay. Yes, Robert. Oh, um, my God. Wait, did Shayla like it? Do we know Shayla? She didn't say. Oh, Let me double Shayla, check. Shayla, get in touch. Follow up. I need to know your thoughts yeah. and feelings on this. Robert, thank you so much for your interest and your opinions, but <laughs> I'd really like to know what Shayla thinks. <laughs> I think, okay, I agree with some of Robert's opinions. It is colourful. It is colourful. The effects do hold up well. Show up. Sorry. She said, personally, I like sci-fi movies, so it was fine, but it's a very dude sci-fi war movie. Okay. 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 So, Rebecca, what did you know about Starship Troopers? What was your expectations going into this film? Okay. the oh, I knew it was going to be in space, hence sure. the word Starship. Mm-hmm. Troopers, I assume there would be people trooping. Trooping around just in their big boots. Yeah. yeah. I also knew because I'm an avid listener of Celebrity Memoir Book Club that Denise Richards was going to be in this movie. Yes. Um, And also that was mentioned in the You Don't Know Me documentary as well. They covered that Paul Verhoeven gave her like her first big role in this movie. Uh, So I knew that she was going to be in there and it was one of her first ever roles. Cool. And that's kind of it. Mm Mm-hmm. That is kind of it. What about you? I didn't know what to expect. I've always heard of Starship Troopers, but I think I just assumed this whole time that it was part of like the Star Trek universe. (laughs) Yeah. Is a universe is just like so light years away from me. I've never come into its orbit at all. So this whole, my whole life, I just like Starship Troopers, Star Trek. I just thought it was like one of the big universe of that kind of franchise. Yeah. Well, also if you look at the artwork, you yeah. totally would be like, oh, that's a spinoff. Like, yeah, like a, I thought, yeah, like a spinoff or something. But no, it wasn't. I was wrong. Uh, but that's all. That's all I actually expected of it. I had no further expectations, except that I would probably be bored because it's sci-fi, and I, I don't like sci-fi. Yes. So everyone, get ready. Alex is not a sci-fi fan. It's not personal. No. It's just a preference. Not at all. Just. Not into aliens very much, that's all. I'm very excited then to hear your thoughts on this one. All right, shall we jump in? Let's do it. In every age, there is a cause worth fighting for. But in the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. Hey, kid, what's going on? It's war! We're going to war! Now the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind. Everyone fights, no one quits. We are going in with first wave! You smash the entire area, you kill anything that has more than two legs, you get me? We get you, sir! The only good bug is a dead bug. Set in the future, the story follows a young soldier named Johnny Rico and his exploits in the mobile infantry. Rico's military career progresses from recruit to non-commissioned officer to finally officer against the backdrop of an interstellar war between mankind and the arachnoid species known as the Bugs. Okay. Alexia, in your own... that that That's a very cut, like cookie cutter. Plot-wise, plot yeah. Plot-wise. The plot doesn't really encapsulate the vibe of the film. Yeah, how would you how would you describe this? 
movie? How would you sum it up? I actually don't fucking know, to be honest, because I swear what this movie is okay so it's a it's okay 1997 denise richards gorgeous 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 woman Mm. with a nose of an angel um anyway so it's set in the future Mm. and it's basically there's this war going on between humankind and these bugs from outer space and it just follows these like three like these group of young kids who are just kind of getting into the service like they've signed up for the army of the space and it's their kind of like journey I guess throughout the war I don't really know how else much to describe it because for me the thing that I found really hard in this movie is the tone I couldn't grasp what the tone was and what they were wanting to do with this film so for the first while I was like, I don't know if I should expect if this is a comedy or is this a satire or a parody, mm. but then they really take themselves really seriously. So I'd like, I'd love to discuss that today and try and figure that the fuck out because my brain <laughs> is so confused. But yeah, that's basically it. It's, it's these like three, four kids who are just like undergraduating high school, signing up for the service to go fight the, the arachnids in space. And they all have different... Mm they're all in different parts of the army and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Neil Patrick Harris is there as well. Yeah. So should we start with cast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk about Denise Richards first? Because we knew she Ooh. was coming. Yeah. So she was great in this. She, I, she's beautiful. Yeah. I liked and disliked her character. One, because she was very competent and confident in her role. She was very intelligent. Mm-hmm. But they did make her seem like a bit of a cold-hearted bitch. Yeah, they and really I, did. I think that's an idea from like the 80s and 90s that like, oh, you can be a career woman, but you will be cold and dry and have no love and affection and no time for anything else in your life. Guess what, ladies? You cannot have it all. No. <laughs> the basis for this movie. Yeah, you can have a career, but then it has to be served with a side of cold hard bitch. Yeah. And- <laughs> So um, I definitely, heard, I was like, I think there's definitely a man writing this. Definitely yes. a man. And I also read that, so apparently test audiences for the film had a lot to do with the progression and like development of her character. Um, oh. The test audiences reactions led to several minor changes before the film was released. Originally, it was clear that Carmen was torn between Rico and Xander. So basically, Carmen is Denise Richards' character. Mm. She has a boyfriend, this guy Rico, and then they basically, it's it's the space version of like they're moving off to different colleges and who knows if they'll see each other again because they're going into different areas of the army. Yeah, she's going to be a pilot and he's going to be... Whatever the dum-dums go do. Yeah, (laughs) the boots on the ground guy. And so once, as soon as she gets to her station and she realises like she wants to do this forever, she sends him a video message breaking up with him and then kind of like starts to flirt with her like co-captain guy who is Xander. So test audiences, regardless of their gender, strongly felt that a woman could not love two men at once. So scenes which portrayed this were cut so originally she was torn between Rico and Xander in the original film. But test audiences were like, fuck that. She's only allowed to love one man. I can't yeah. possibly understand how she has feelings for two. And a job? Mm-mm-mm. She's got too much on her plates. She'll yeah. explode. A <laughs> uterus will fall out. <laughs> and there's th- th- these test audiences also felt it was immoral for Carmen to choose a career ahead of being loyal to Rico, her boyfriend, to the extent that many commented that in doing so, Carmen should have been the one to die instead of Dizzy. <laughs> Sorry, you can't, you can't, I'm sorry. I, I, I fell backwards in my chair. People hate women <laughs> so fucking much. <laughs> She deserved to die. She should have been the one to die instead of the other lady who dies in at the end of the film. Because because she dumped what? Rico what? in a very respectful way, didn't cheat on him, didn't do anything, very respectfully and honestly. Mm. And was like, we're probably things. never going to see each other again. So we should probably end things so we don't, you know, both like kind of end our lives just waiting around yeah. for each other. Die of not having sex or whatever. <laughs> 
In doing that, she should have been the one who died. I just... Oh, my God. 1997. Oh my God. So, anyway, so, yeah, that's, I guess, the backstory of why her character was written so fucking weird. That's so... Oh, I feel icky. I feel icky. So, that's... I mean, maybe progressive riches. then, in a way, you know? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so, she didn't die, at least. That's... No, she didn't, even though she should have. That slut. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, great acting on her part. Yeah, uh, she's gorgeous. She's yeah. Like, and I, I also listened to the episode of Celebrity Memoir Book Club about her memoir. And if you haven't heard that episode of the Girls Podcast, please go because it just makes you fall in love with Denise Richards. You just, she's just a beautiful angel on earth. Yeah, it was really nice to like know a little bit about her before watching yeah, the movie. Yeah, and it really was. It's also a great episode of Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Yeah, really. Which, good. by the way, is Dua Lipa's like favorite podcast. I saw that. So these, so- uh, if if you guys haven't heard, we had both of the girls from Celebrity Memoir Book Club on separate episodes at the beginning of the year or beginning of last year. Fuck, I can't even remember. Yeah, and so like Dua Lipa yeah, has called an article out. came out and like Dua, what are you doing at the moment? What are you doing at the moment? And she was like, I love Celebrity Memoir Book Club. It's like, what? What the fuck? So So crazy. We've had Dua Lipa's favourite podcasters on our podcast. It's Mm -hmm. Maybe we're next. We're Um, next. (laughs) 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 Okay. So, Um, All right. Next. Baby NPH. Let's talk about Neil Patrick. Yes. His character was interesting. I think they could have done a couple more rewrites. I, I think, think they so. could have gone a little bit deeper with him. Yeah. I think this speaks to the whole, like, I was just confused about the tone in this film because his character is a perfect example of that. I know what the fuck he was meant to be doing, what his motivations were. Was he a goodie? Was he a baddie? It was really weird. Mm. He really walked the line of, like, he was, I think, the most satirical character. Sure. Maybe second to Rico, but, okay. yeah, it didn't quite hit. Because he was, he was psychic. That was his thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that wasn't, like, properly established, like, yeah. at the start. I don't know if I wasn't paying enough attention or something at the beginning, but for me, the first half of the movie was a slog. It was a real fucking right. slog. I did not enjoy it. And then I had to stop and watch the second half, the second hour, the following day. And for some reason, the following day, the second hour, I was much more into it. I was right. like, this is, I think I'd properly settled into the silliness of it mm-hmm. and accepted it and let it wash over me as opposed to, I think the first time, the first half I was like fighting it because I'm like, well, it's. Okay, well, let's just – can we break from the, char- the characters? Yeah, absolutely. And cast and discuss what this film was meant to be. What, how, do you, how did you interpret it? So I, like, I kind of got hints that it was a satire at the start mm-hmm. with, like, the news crosses and then, like, bouncing back and forward with time mm-hmm. and the fact that it goes from, like, blowing up aliens to in a classroom. Right. And – then it like in the middle, I think it kind of, I felt like it, for, I, it forgot it was a satire. And right. then at the end, the idea that it's like the war just rages on, like nothing is ever fixed. Like we're just filling these uniforms and people are just dying over and over and over again, which is dark, which is it's really dark, fucking yeah. dark. And then weird to like have, cause there's like two sequels to this yeah there is and i'm like isn't the idea that it's just the same thing over and over anyway i would have to watch it to know um can't say that i will unless we get enough people messaging us be like do it and i guess we have to watch it then i'll watch it but yeah i at the end but it didn't it didn't it lost yeah it lost tone in the middle and it lost me in the middle okay a bit but did you see it as an overall satirical look at war and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, lightly, like a diet version of it. I could also, I reckon also what I feel happen is I think with all the battle scenes and effects and stuff, I feel like Paul Verhoeven got really into it and started having fun with it and forgot that it's like. Started taking it seriously. Yeah, having a piss take. Yeah. So, yeah, but I wasn't sure. If someone had, like, asked me straight afterwards, if someone had come up to me and been like, so that was that was funny, I'd be like, oh, 
Oh, yeah, okay, that's cool, 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 cool. That's yeah. how I definitely took it. Yeah, I finished the movie in two different settings, had a very vastly different experience in both settings and then read Robert's message and then started reading a bit more and I was like, oh, okay, so it was a satire. Yeah. But for me, I think because like the aesthetic of it is satire, like it's very colourful so as soon as it started, I was like, okay, so this is going to be like a comedy or a parody or something because it's so bright, so colourful. It's not taking itself seriously. Like it's not like Star Wars or Star Trek where everything's yeah. like dark and mysterious. Like this is very silly. But then I think you're right. I think they forgot about it like halfway through and it started taking itself really seriously. And then I was like, okay, well, this isn't a comedy because also I haven't seen any jokes any jokes are super subtle mm. and I don't know, I think I'm learning that when something is a parody or satire, I need it to be really obvious so I can properly just like sit into it and enjoy it. Like a like I think I was expecting a Spaceballs level of mm. parody and jokes and gags, but there were no jokes, no gags. It was all really fucking subtle and I was just confused, I think, most of this film. I think this is one of the films where I would actually be happy to watch it again and properly understand it because for the first watch I was just confused. Yeah, I agree. I think now knowing, yeah, that is a satire, I would like to watch it again. Mm. So that's a tip. If you are going to introduce this movie to someone, yeah. tell them it's a satire. Tell yeah. them it's a satire up top so up they can top. have fun. But explain that it's not a funny satire, like it's not a, a, a laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, ah. Oh. I see what you did there. That's, that's a clever. That's a commentary on this. Yeah, which I, I love clever satires. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not being like everything needs to be like slapstick or anything, but I think I maybe I fucked it up for me because I just decided early on that it was going to be like a Spaceballs style parody because it yeah. was so colourful and so over the top. And then when those gags didn't start coming through, I, yeah, was just confused. Mm. I think also because at the time – it would have been because there was a lot of like hyper serious mm. military movies that came out like Platoon and like yeah, true. Apocalypse Now even I think came out not yeah. too long before this. Probably like the same decade at least. Like even like Predator is mm. fairly military focused. Fuck, there was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot. Mm. Also interesting that Charlie Sheen is like a mm. lead in Platoon and then him and Denise, Denise. Denise Richards got married. Yeah. I don't know exactly how it's connected, but I'm sure everyone else is figuring it out in their heads and <laughs> all being like, wow, Beck, you're really, really smart. And I'm like, I, thank I you. I like that. I like it. I'm <laughs> impressed and that's all that matters. Because <laughs> I was also like, if, okay, just if like this is the first hour, I was like, okay, just say it's not a comedy and it's not a parody mm. and it is taking itself seriously. Then I started to get frustrated because I was like, they're not making me care about any of these characters at all. It was very, it was very, like, I want to be clear. I wasn't confused about the storyline at all. Fully followed Mm. that. Just confused about the tone. But they had, yeah, they really didn't make me care about the characters. Mm. And it was all very surface. Like for for what, you know, is pretty intense personal storylines with the whole, breaking up and almost dying and all that stuff that goes through. I was just like, I wasn't affected by anything. I, di- I couldn't care less if she chose Rico or that other guy and, or I couldn't care less if Rico's parents died, you know, like it's, <laughs> it, it's just in it. Like that's what made me think that's what confused me. Cause I'm like, well, maybe it's a comedy. Mm. If they're not making me give a shit about the characters, then it can't be a drama. So yeah, I spent most yeah. of the time just being confused. Yeah. I totally agree. I didn't, couldn't care about, all of them, except for the one character I did identify with was Riz. Riz was the only character that had. Which was Riz? Riz? The girl, the other girl. Oh, Diz. 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 I got so close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was cool. I really, yeah, I liked her actually. She was She's given a kind of the underdog. Yeah, yeah, and she had like emotional goals, and like mm. you saw her progress from someone who was just yearning. For Rico, and then someone who then she became a good friend of his, a colleague. She had a fucking journey. Yes, yeah, and then like she she got to fuck him, and she she was like, "Fuck yes," 
And then when she died, I was generally sad. I was like, oh, my mm. God. Like, she, yeah, very pure heart as well. Like, Yeah. So Rika was, uh, Rika, Diz, fuck. Dizzy. Everyone's name was vaguely the same in this. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say, they all looked exactly the same. Yeah. I Maybe that was part of it as well. That, yeah, that's true. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, I would love to understand the satire element of it more so I could appreciate all those things and be like, oh, was that on purpose or was that just an accident? Yeah. I'll tell you, though, even though they all look the same, our main man, Rico, mm. I had to look him up. He is pretty. He He's a is very good looking. Pretty man. That jawline. Oh, my, oh my God. Slice paper off that. My God. When they were bringing up his test scores, I was like, who cares? Let it go anywhere. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you being fucking nerds? He can trip my starship any day. <laughs> and he he was really good because also he did like look a little ditzy at points. Yeah. It's just like, how is I, this our hero? Yeah. Those elements definitely. I was like, oh, this feels this feels like it's commentating on something. Yeah. My brain's not working enough to know what it is. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, so for example, just looking at my notes, like there was this one moment where they're talking about babies and it's the, implying that in this future that you need to have a license to have babies. <gasps> yes. Uh, that was a little bit, I was like, well, that's fucked up. I was that's- like, more about that. That sounds, that's really interesting because they're talking about why, why do they want to serve in this army? Because when you serve, you automatically become a citizen. They keep saying that and citizen means a special part of society. Yeah. And, this one woman saying like the reason that she wants to serve, she's like, I want babies. And it's a lot easier to get a license if you serve. That's all they said. And I was like, oh, more on that. Like, get, let's get into that shit more. But they kind of just didn't, I don't know, maybe I wasn't paying attention enough. Again. Oh, sorry. I've just had the realizations. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that the difference between a citizen and a civilian because at the start they're like they're like as like a citizen is someone who like serves for their country and like Mm. will stand up in the face of or like it's something like stand up in the face of danger and I was like I didn't there was that big of a difference between I kind of thought they were a similar thing like yeah. <laughs> just like a citizen is someone who belongs to a country and a civilian is it is a man off the street it and is a- weird wording for sure it took me a few goes <laughs> so now that makes so much sense that it's like oh yeah once you are a citizen you get all of these yet extra and stuff yeah doesn't mean the same thing in this world in a different oh yeah. my god <laughs> Wow. But like, like that's, I love all that stuff, the world mm. building around like, well, how do the politics in this future work? And so that's why I think a second watch, I would, I'd be looking out for more of that stuff now that I know what it is. And I yeah. think it would hit a lot harder. Yeah. But that just kind of, for me, that just kind of came out of nowhere and then went away and didn't come back. And I was like, oh no, come back, more of that. I want to yeah. hear more of that, like what ifs. Yeah. That was, yeah. Also as well, like exploring then what kind of population Oh, it also feeds into because everyone who has babies would be in the military, so then there's higher chance of all well, the babies, babies going to the military. It all comes back. Yeah, It all comes fucking back. But I just wish they did that for me rather than <laughs> doing it on a podcast afterwards. Do a flow chart, please. Please, I'm sick. <laughs> so I didn't know this, but so Luke watched this with me. He mm. was not a fan at all. Uh, a man? Not a fan. I know. <laughs> He's one of a kind. Is he a sci-fi guy? Yeah. Okay. No, not as much. <laughs> no. He's never seen Star Wars. Like it's, yeah, not oh, as okay. much sci-fi, more the um, action type movies, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The dude, dude stuff. And um, he came into this movie, we had very different expectations. He was under the impression it was a really sexy movie and he thought it was like one of those like trashy kind of like 90s, similar to a, Crazy Sex Lady movie. Just We've watched with, so many Crazy Sex yeah. Lady movies recently. <laughs> so he was disappointed because he kept expecting there to be like lots of sexy stuff. And, th- and then I was excited for lots of like, oh, Denise Richards' sexy stuff. Hell yeah. And there's only one sex scene in this whole movie. And it's yeah. very underwhelming. Mm, it's very chill. But also there was still a lot of like the shower scene. Okay, but there was still a lot of nudity. <laughs> 
Paul Verhoeven just loves people to get it out. So, yeah, so there is this one shower scene, which I have to imagine is pretty famous for the movie, where it's like a co-ed shower scene where mm. everyone, all genders are in this one big military-based shower room and they're all just naked and showering. What do you think of that? I was kind of like it was a tone shift for sure. It was. It came out of fucking nowhere. Like yeah. I think I was looking down at my laptop for a second and looked up and I was like, oh, my God. What the Everyone's fuck? naked. <laughs> Butts and tits and everything. Everywhere. And yeah. It was – I don't know if it was necessary, but also I think it is like a Paul Verhoeven thing of like kind of wanting to – normalized like he really yeah. wants to like normalize nudity he's like people are nude that's true deal with it I, I appreciate that but just watching it i was like i would not like that i don't want to shower in front of a bunch of army dudes yeah. hell no. <laughs> i guess maybe it's also like then feeds into the thing of like well if you're all seeing each other naked you probably all hook up and then mm. that means more military more babies military for us. babies <laughs> <laughs> so i by this stage i was on the bandwagon with Luke thinking, okay, well, if this movie is so shit, at least it's going to be sexy. That'll be fun. Mm. And then the showering scene came up and I was like, okay, well, I'm uncomfortable with it because I wouldn't want to be there myself. (laughs) But at least watching it, there's some beautiful, beautiful things here. Uh, Let's just get taken away with that. But then the bloody subtitles were covering all the boobies up and I was very mad, so I had to turn the subtitles off. So you could look at the titties. You pervert. And then I couldn't understand what they're saying. It was a whole thing. It was a really hard day. <laughs> oh, darling. I think you. Also as well on the other scale, like they're like every actor in this is super attractive, but like the kind of like gore of it all, like it, it was, was very gory. really gory and like, now, like seeing in people's like skulls and stuff. Oh yeah. And the bugs is oh I Ugh. Like It gave me huge Stranger uh, Thing vibes. Because I'm watching yeah. Stranger Things at the moment. Again, I like to be about six months behind yeah. everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> also, just quickly on that shower scene. So the cast agreed to do the co ed shower scene only if Verhoeven agreed to direct the scene naked, which he did. Wow. He, he jumped in there with them. Okay. All right. <laughs> Paul, you're a little you Kind of winning me back, but also you have a lot of problematic relationships with women in movies and I and don't know movies. how I feel about that. <laughs> okay, yeah, so the gore, yeah, fuck. That's another thing that confused me around the parody satire of it is the gore was so real. Like they, mm. they were doing it properly and seriously and not making fun at all. Yeah. It was insane. Like there's that one scene where the guy, the military guy, just like fingering this guy's fucking brains. Yes, I, that is burnt into my head. Like uh, when I think of Starship Troopers, I think of the bugs and then I immediately think of that. That, yeah. And then he's like fingering around in there and then he's like, mm. well, they sucked his brains out. I'm like, did you need to? Just look. Just, just look. You just had a, had a quick squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> it was, ugh. Yeah, that was nasty. And also because that – that whole period was super, super gory. Mm. I yeah, was like, true. even if there was jokes in there, I definitely missed them because I was just like, uh, uh, yuck. I did think it was pretty funny though. <laughs> I don't know if what their budget for dead bodies were, but not very big because every time you saw a big like, like heaps of dead bodies on the ground, they were very obviously dummies. And I, oh, uh, okay, maybe I was too mad at the film and I was just looking <laughs> for anything to hate it by. Yeah, there were a lot of dead bodies. Yeah, they were very. That was also kind of like I noticed that was different from a lot of other war movies. It's like you'll occasionally see a body yeah. here or there. This one, there was like piles and piles of dead people. Yeah, which was full on. What did you think about the? Okay, so what did you think about the special effects in this movie? I thought they were good. Mm. There was, I know there was a monster at the end that looked very vaginal. Yeah. <laughs> but they always do. That always, like, was, I feel that was aliens. on purpose. Like, Paul Verhoeven just trying to get another purpose. pussy in there. <laughs> and it was like pulsating. I was like, oh. stop showing us the pulsating vagina monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what did you think nasty. of the special effects? I was very impressed. The blood, the the bugs bleed like that green slime, which felt very of its time, That like the Nickelodeon slime. Yeah. One thing I really respected is that every time you saw the slime, it was like the same viscosity. That's a really good point. Yeah, sometimes if it just like 
it's all diluted. It feels like water. And then other scenes, it's all sticky. I'm like, make up your mind. Yeah. Make up your mind. What is it? We all bleed red and green. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that I found, like, and I wrote it down because I'm like, okay, this feels like a parody. You know how they, they're doing the call and response with the, like, military leaders mm. to their troops? And usually it's like, okay, what they say is, do you get me? And then they say, we get you, sir. So it's normally you would hear like something, something and sir, yes, sir. But instead he's saying, do you get me? And they're saying, we get you, sir. It was just like such a weird. Real like 90s vernacular. Yeah. Do you get me? But it's in this like like, military, really official. Yeah. Like it could be hyping up for a hip hop song. Yeah. (laughs) We get you, sir. (laughs) So all these little, yeah, I think I'll have to watch this again. Yeah, me too. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it felt, it felt um, like pretty progressive in terms of gender equality stuff. I really yeah. enjoyed that of this film. Yeah. As much as Denise Richards' character apparently should die because she broke up with Rico. Yeah. Outside of that, they were like, yeah, everyone, all of the personnel, didn't matter which gender you were, they were all very equal. You could all rise the ranks no matter mm. your gender. The, like they had that sports team and it was a co-ed sports team, like women on the sports team. That felt very progressive. So I liked that element of it. That seems like a Verhoeven thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think as Verhoeven's from, he's Danish or something. Okay. And so I feel like Europe is definitely ahead of a lot of places when it comes to yeah. Yeah. equality. And also how else would he get tits in the film if there's no women in the exactly. movie? <laughs> but that's how he does it. You got to treat the ladies well in the movie and then you get to show their tits. Yeah. It's a fair and equal trade. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just one more cast member. I want to do a quick shout out to the man yes. with the largest teeth in all of Hollywood teeth that would make Tom Cruise cry <gasps> is the blonde guy. Do you remember yes. him? Yes. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, it's V1 of Glenn Powell, essentially. (laughs) So he is actually Gary Busey's son. I had to look him up to see. That explains the teeth. That explains everything. I love that for him. So shout out to him. Oh, my God. Oh, Jake Busey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have some questions for you. Think very yes. long and hard. Did mm-hmm. this movie make you horny? Um, no. Uh, I at the start I was like, wow, these actors are all beautiful, really, really stunning. But yeah, the gore of it and just like the everything was kind of icky. So I, I, no, this movie did not mm-hmm. not make me horny. What about you? I wanted it to, as as I mentioned, I was like excited thinking it was a sexy kind of parody movie um but agreed I I couldn't get there because of all of the gore and just my confusion around the tone was taking up most of my brain space at that time yeah um would you recommend this movie on a date no neither definitely not I think yeah mentioning if you are going to watch it with someone that you love really mention that it's a satire up top. Yep. Don't go into explaining, though. It's about the military and mm. another word. Is it nationalism? Sure. Something I probably... Patriotism. Patriotism, that's the one, yeah. and propaganda and blah, blah, blah. Just say satire yep. and let them figure it out. Yeah. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah, and if you do want to watch it with a date and you want it to get horny, don't put the subtitles on because they cover up the boobies. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ratings. How many pussy monsters out of five? <laughs> I give it a two, but on a, if I was to ever watch it again, it probably would bump up to like a three or a 3.5, probably yeah. understanding it. But on a first watch, which is what, you know, the premise of this podcast is not obvious enough So for me personally, so it goes mm. to a two. What about you? I think, yeah, maybe two, two and a half pussy monsters, mm-hmm. two full ones and then one that's just half the lips yeah um just the labia yeah yeah again like I didn't hate it I really liked the effects in it the casting was really good yeah there was definitely a lot of thought that went into this and I appreciate that but it did lose me for a lot of it I felt a little left out I felt a little that's a good way of putting it yeah I felt Mm. left out that's exactly it yeah 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 I feel like they needed to put in a little bit more effort to make Mm. it satire and it made me feel uncomfortable 
similarly to last night when I was at a gig, I was wearing my Backstreet Boys shirt and a comic who is quite cool and uh, fairly successful was like, oh, that's a really cool shirt. And I did this. I was like, oh, my God. You know what's crazy is because I actually saw them in person in Vegas. It's not just like merch. (laughs) And he clearly didn't get that I was being being the girl. Yeah, being that girl. And he was like, (laughs) okay. And he made an excuse to leave. And I was like, that's how this movie felt of like it, it almost got there. Almost got there. But on a second watch, slash if you were to have that encounter with him again and explain it. Yeah, and it he's gotten hit. to know me a bit more hit. and my <laughs> my comedy stylings and, you know, my previous jokes and <laughs> films and Great. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect way of describing it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, that was Starship Troopers. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to keep up with us with what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support the pod in any way, because we put this out for free every single week, you can subscribe to our Patreon, $7 a month, bonus episodes every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have merch, dudesinmypod.com. And also for absolutely free, you can leave us a five-star review. Yes. Uh, and in that review, let us know what movie a dude has to, or me has told you to see. <laughs> <laughs> and we will review it. For you. Like this lovely review from Regular Man987, five stars, a good pod. He says, offering a wonderful view on dude movies that we just don't hear enough. Please do an episode on The Lighthouse. I'm a film student, and every time I mention that, someone asks if I've seen The Lighthouse. I have seen it. It's fine. Stop asking me about it. <gasps> Keep up the great work. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Regular Guy. And love- that's Regular Man from Canada. Oh, my God, it's a national. Lighthouse was the last movie I saw before the first lockdown in 2020. So this is what happened is I went to go see it and then we went back to my friend's house and we're all sitting around and then the announcement came out of, like, everything's shutting down. Shit. It's all being locked down, everyone. Oh, my God. So the lighthouse, that's big in your that history. was my last social interaction. So I have a lot of emotions and feelings tied right. to that movie. Cool. Do so, we, yeah. Do we want to tackle it at some point? I would love to do the lighthouse. Fuck yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, all I have left to say mm-hmm. is Alexia. Yes, my love. And our beautiful listener, Akumite to you. And on behalf of our beautiful listeners, my love, I can we say to you and yours? Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.